Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and good night, whenever you're listening to this. Well, it has been a minute, I'm a little late on this, hopefully I'll be getting this out sooner than later. It has been crazy, if you, you know, follow where Caleb and I have been at, currently living in California, Things in life has been very different, considering I grew up in the Midwest. I pretty much lived in the Midwest my whole life, except when I lived abroad, you know. So living on the coast is a very different lifestyle, to say the least. So many things are different. If you missed the podcast, Looking at California Through the Midwestern Eyes, go check it out. It's really good. Also, please leave a review and subscribe. That would be amazing to this podcast. I would love, love, love it. And if you did like it, share it with a friend if you want. If you don't want to, it's okay. Uh, But yeah, and so life has just been looking so different here. We are renting an apartment here. And it's just a little studio apartment, you know. Um, It's uh, a little challenging with a one-year-old. And when he goes to bed, we just kind of have to be quiet or stuff ourselves in the bathroom and hang out in the bathroom. And we don't really get time to ourselves, either individually or as a couple, Caleb and I. We kind of just need to be working in the dark or, you know, just hanging out in the bathroom or kind of um, closed up and can't really have our own time. So, uh, sorry all the noises. I'm currently in the bathroom, of course. Not going to the bathroom, just in the bathroom because there's no other place I can turn the light on and just chill and um, talk to you, number one, and let alone look around, turn the light on, all that jazz. So, I mean, it's been different. It's been fun. We spend all of our days at our grandparents just kind of helping out and um, helping tend to their needs, whatever that looks like for the day. It's different every day. The last few days we've been able to go to like the, the zoo and we went to Little Italy and went to my favorite ice cream shop of all time called Sultan Straw. It has just been, that has been really, really fun. Long, long days. And Caleb and I have just been exhausted at the end of our rope when we have those days. Um, uh, we might have one more if we end up going to SeaWorld. Um, I've never been, and it's one of Caleb's fondest memories as a child. So we might hit that up which I'm really, really excited about that. Um, Although I guess SeaWorld in California has dramatically changed from when he was a child. They really don't have any more animal exhibits after they that one movie, like Black something, I don't even know, where they, like, this movie was trying to get SeaWorld shut down, and it basically, it was after that white, great white shark, or the killer whale, Shark pulled that trainer under. 
and all that discrepancy. I don't even know the whole story. Um, but SeaWorld was trying to say, like, no, he was just playing. But the news painted it, and the the news in that movie that came out, Black something, I don't know. Basically trying to come after SeaWorld. Basically it worked, and now SeaWorld is just a bunch of rides. Maybe there's some educational exhibits, not like the fun stunts that they used to do, apparently. So we're going to check it out and see. I think we are. But that's going to be the last long day. We're not here for too much longer, but it has been a blast. But our normal days actually consist of getting over at Grandma and Grandpa's super early. Everest is down for a nap. We'll eat breakfast. Then he goes for a nap. And then I'm working and Caleb is um, spending time with the Lord in the Word. And um, after that, the baby will wake up and then we'll play. Usually go for walks because it's like 70 degrees here and sunny. Go for walks. Everest has this little bike that I can push with a long handle on it. So we'll go for walks for hours at a time and then come back and eat lunch and help Grandma and Grandpa around the house and clean and do yard work and whatever it looks like and uh, um, help grandma clean you know we're just really there to help like and be there if she falls or um, just help clean up do do all the normal day life things so it can get mundane um, but we're just finding Jesus in every day and um, being available in whatever capacity the Lord has for our day which is beautiful and good and special. And who can ever say that they can leave their home for months at a time and, you know, be with other family members? So that is a special gift that we've been given from the Lord and the ability and the time and the finances and whatever, whatever, to be able to do this. So very special. Um, I never would have thought we would actually do this, but we did, and it's almost coming to an end, which is sad, but I've been loving it, and um, yeah, my brother is out here right now visiting us, and so we've been spending a lot of time with him, and um, yeah, it's really good. I'm just really blessed to be able to be here. Anyways, um why don't we just get right into the podcast? I just thought I'd do a little light life update. Uh yeah. California is such a different like it's different than all the other states. If you're from California, you don't think anything of it, but if you aren't from California, it's just there's a lot of differences. Okay. As you saw by the title of my podcast, this podcast is titled How to Let Go. Um, sorry, all the noises, the light went out, so I don't want to sit in the dark, really. I guess I could. Anyways, it's a motion-censored light. I don't even know where the motion sensor is or how that works. But anyway, oh, had to get a yawn in. Starting early and strong, I guess. Okay, so how to let go. Now, I kind of have been thinking about this myself. I think this is something I'm working on all the time. I think I've gotten better, but I think that I can surely improve 
So I wanted to talk about it today. I don't know if that's something you're going through and that's why you wanted to listen to this podcast or if you're just super bored and you just wanted to listen to something while you're doing dishes. That's fabulous. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being here and I hope to see you next week as well. Um, But yeah, so I'm just going to go down a few different steps, a few different things that could maybe help you let go of a certain situation. Now, you're probably thinking, you know, I don't need to let go of things. Like, I'm pretty chill. I'm a really chill person. La-di-da. But let's say you have a child and you really want, you know, you love your child and you want the best for them and they get into a really bad situation. Um, Maybe they're a teenager and they start hanging out with the wrong friends. You know, they've always hung out with good friends, but now they're kind of getting into the bad, a bad crowd and you know it, you know, coming in late, sneaking out, doing, you know, who knows what at all hours of the night, not doing good in school, you know, making their friends are making a bad influence on them. You have a few options. You could lock them up. You could ground them. Try to control the situation. Try to put you know, shackles on their ankles and um, make sure that they're doing all the things they need to do. And and parenting with some of that, you know, yes, you can say, you know, no TV time until your homework's done. But when they're so old, when they're a teenager, it kind of starts to become that they need to have their own responsibility. But so you could try to control the situation and make them, you know, do what you want. Or you can pray about it and let go and let the Lord do it. I think this is easier said than done. You know, this is to let the Lord take care of the situation fully and to give it to him is a constant situation. Maybe maybe that's not your situation. Maybe you have a parent who doesn't know the Lord and they're getting older and it's about their time to go on to be with the Lord but they don't know the Lord so you're extremely worried you think you know they haven't really given their life to the Lord and you don't want them to spend all eternity in hell very understandable very understandable so so you want to try to either you're you're thinking, you know, I want to control it. I'm going to try to stuff Jesus down their throat, force it, try to make them understand, have them listen to these music, have them, I'm going to read this word out loud. I'm going to be listening to this. I'm going to listen to this sermon, have the audio Bible up, you know, whenever I'm there, force it, force it, force it, bring them here, bring them there, bring them to this conference. And the whole time it's just pushing them farther and farther away from ever wanting Jesus themselves. And so, or you can give it to you can let go and pray you know okay so i don't need to go over much more of that you understand what i'm saying when i say let go right i mean easier said than done but i wanted to you know i am by no means a professional at this i'm by no means the expert at letting go. Honestly, I'm also learning myself. I do have fruit, but I can always, you know, get bigger, better fruit. Jesus has the best fruit. So um, I'm learning right along with you, and I'm not afraid to say that. So 
how to let go. I have a few steps, a few things, hopefully, that might help. Number one, check your motive. Why are you wanting to control a situation or someone or something? Is it because of fear? Are you worried that if you don't, you know, have a boyfriend by the time you're 16 that your friends are going to make fun of you, you know, or that you're not married yet and you're still single as a Pringle, but you're 30 years old and your parents keep trying to force, you know, marriage down your throat, all these things, and now you try to force a relationship, but it never ends up working out. Are you worried? Are you fearful of that? Are you, you know, is it out of insecurity? Are you trying to make this person, a person be your friend because you feel rejected and that you don't have friends, but this other person is so, so cool. And if they were your friend, you would have much more confidence and you just need them to be friends with you and they can't have any other friends but you. And you're trying to force this friendship when they don't want to be friends like that, you know, and... Um, whatever, whatever. And they're not really that nice of a person anyway. So why are you trying to be friends with them? This kind of thing. Or is it because of anxiety? Are you trying to control how your child thinks because you don't want them to think a certain way? So you try to teach them, you know, all these things at an early age. Maybe you're trying to control you know, how they think about sex. And yes, you can teach them all the things you want, but you ultimately can't control how they think and what they decide to do and all their choices, but you have anxiety about it. You know, this, are, you know, is this what is the motive, you know? Oftentimes, one of these things are the root cause. And I think ultimately, fear is a root of anxiety. Is anxiety is a byproduct of fear. And I think the majority, the one number one reason people try to control something is because of fear. Anxiety is a version of fear. You know? And um, insecurity is like a version of rejection. And I think a lot of things stem from rejection as well. Um, sometimes... Looking at your motive, why are you wanting to do control X, Y, Z? Can kind of break break it down for you. Write it down. Open up your journal. Write it down. Why are you wanting to control something? Or just write it on your phone if you don't have a journal. Why are you wanting to control something? Check your motive. Okay. This is amazing because it can really um, kind of reveal a lot of things. If your motive is off, I think it kind of takes the blinders off in a way. It shows you the true colors of the situation and that kind of fruit is never the Lord. So if it's bearing fruit of the enemy then you don't want anything to do with it anyways right so if that's your first clue that it's not from the lord you know 
just thought that was cool. Okay, number two, next thing. When you realize you're focusing on something, i.e. trying to get pregnant at a certain time, you know, I've been there, and you're trying to force that. Again, you can take what you're realizing that you're trying to force and then check your motive. Why are you wanting to control getting pregnant at a certain time? Is it out of fear because you feel like you are too, like, you haven't paid off enough debt and you want to be debt-free when you have your baby, you know? You're trying to control when you're having it. And um, you're not giving the reins to the Lord. And you're not trusting the Lord that he can provide for your family. But you want to be debt-free before you have kids. Trust me, I've been there again. Again, write this down because it reveals not only now your motive, but you notice and you realize you are trying to force something. Don't force things if you want it to happen exactly Like, don't force things you want to happen exactly how you want it. Just stop trying to force things. Forcing things, like, let's say forcing a relationship that's just clearly not working. You you don't want to force something to happen. It's like a square peg round hole type of deal. Because if you try to force a square peg in a round hole, you break. It breaks. That's the only way you can get it in because it doesn't fit. So that you break the square peg to get it in the round hole. When you have a round peg for a round hole that fits perfectly, you're going to meet the person that you're supposed to marry at the exact right time. It's going to be a round peg, round hole type of deal where it just fits, right? But the square peg in the round hole, trying to date that person that just is clearly not right for you and it's not working and you're not going in the right in the same direction you know and you're trying to force it these are the things that are going to cause a lot more issues you're not going to be the fullest person of who you're created to be the the person that's going to drag you down it's going to drain from your life it's going to take away you're not going to be the best version of who you are the the person that you're supposed to marry is going to add life to your life it's going to add and build you up and make things better not take away not subtract if you force things they're not going to be exactly how god created it to be so trying to force a relationship it never works out anyways for example like you you are anxious you're let's say 40 years old you still haven't met the person that you're supposed to marry or you you know you thought you know whatever and so you go on a dating app and you force it you're not waiting on the lord i mean i'm saying i'm not saying you can't meet someone on a dating app that's totally you know not right you have to hear the lord did the lord say get on the dating app if he did great then you're doing what you're supposed to do but if he didn't and you do it and then you meet someone and then you're like eh, he's okay and then you move forward and then you move forward and then you whatever whatever and then you end up getting married and then you look back and you're like well that probably wasn't you know i didn't really hear the lord or it just doesn't work out anyways and then you get heartbroken 
I mean, things that are forced never work out anyways. So, why wouldn't you want the best possible option that the Lord has for you? You want the best option anyways. You just need to trust the Lord for it. And he will give it to you at the right time. Anyways, okay, next. Pray. Number four I have is pray. That I felt like is the right time. Because you've checked your motive. You're realizing you're forcing it. You're stopping forcing it. And now you pray. Now you come to the Lord and say, hey, I've been forcing this. My motive has been because I'm worried, you know, that this test isn't going to go right. I'm trying to force, you know, um, getting this test done early because I have to go to the doctor that day. I'm trying to force it. I just want to get it over with, you know, um... I need to get this certain grade, and if I don't, I'm going to die, and then I won't get my... I'm going to die. Then I won't be valedictorian, and if I'm not valedictorian, then I can't be, and I'm not going to be good enough. These Whatever, whatever, you know what I mean. I'm just making a chain of events. You need to stop. Let go of your motive. Let go of why you're trying to force it, whatever reason, whatever string of events. You need to pray. And ask the Lord to take this anxiety, this fear, this insecurity, this rejection away. And and take the hype away from this. And, and give it to Him. Let go of control. Let go of the need to make it happen exactly how you need it or want it. I mean, I just listened to a, um, a message by Dan Moeller today. And he was talking so much about, like, this kind of thing. And he said, it's not about everything going the way I hoped, but it's about looking like him in the midst of the unfolding. I thought that was so incredible. And I think it really helped me, especially for this kind of topic, for letting go. And it's not, and I think a lot in my life I've wanted things to go exactly like I had this random dream this random vision of or fantasy of I don't know if it's you know I I think they're all like fantasies it's not like a vision from the Lord that I got and it, it's gonna go this way no no it's not like those things could happen but it's not that it's never been that for me it's like I've made up a um a situation the way our wedding should should go and then I want it to be that way you know um but the whole point is that we would look like him in the midst of the unfolding of our lives and and so we get to let go it's not that we don't care and it's not that we are letting things happen willy-nilly and not not fighting for things that we want or that we need or that we're dreaming or going after. No, you still fight for your dream and do what it, you know, work hard to see your dream fulfilled. But if you're hitting your head up against a brick wall, 
then maybe it's time to go in a different direction. But you got to hear the Lord on it again. You know, sometimes you got to hit your head up against a brick wall to break through and then you can, you know, move forward. But, you know, is the Lord, what is the Lord saying in your life? Um, this is funny. I saw, I'm seeing another quote. Anything that doesn't produce life in you needs to be challenged. I love that. Anything that isn't like what we were, I was talking about before, your motive, you know, isn't producing fear, anxiety, rejection, um, whatever. That needs to be challenged, you know. Why are you feeling those things? And why why do you get so caught up in that? And why are you not able to follow Jesus and live as he lived? And he would never get, you know, have the fear or the anxiety. You know, he he trusted God, you know. Ooh, I'm sorry, man. Okay. Really take the time to think and to pray remember to look at Jesus when you want to go back and try to control it again I think this is really amazing when you have the urge to go back and control look at Jesus and and remind yourself that you're letting go of the situation that you and then pray again pray and ask other people to pray with you to just trust the Lord and to continue to maybe just worship him so that you are not so focused on X, Y, Z situation. But that you're trusting the Lord in it. And you can trust Him. He's the safest place. Being in the Lord's will is the safest place you can be. Um, and you will have to do that often. If it's something very important to you. And you just need to let it go. You need to. You will continue. Need to fighting. You will need to fight it. You will need to look to Jesus. So you're not trying to control it and step in and meddle, meddling your fingers in thing places it doesn't need to be. Okay. Um, remember, you want the best scenario. I want to just want to say it like that. Scenario. Jesus knows the best way things need to go. So let him orchestrate it. Give up the reins. You, if you, I said it already and I'll say it again. If you want the best situation, let him orchestrate it. Don't try to make things happen. It's not going to work out and it's not going to be the best. Release the idea of perfection. In our perfectionist world, in our perfectionist world, the drive to control is often deeply rooted in a deep-seated desire for protection. This is off of an article that I read, this part. Learning the art of differentiating between good enough and impossible perfection when perfection is force is the force behind the quest for control. Give yourself the gift of pulling back just a notch or two. Your mental and physical health and your relationships often benefit when you tone things down. Strive to show yourself true grace by noticing that good enough is often truly fabulously great. I thought this one was really cool. So I did a lot of my own thinking for these top ones, but I did do a little research to add to mine. Um, Number nine, use your control energy for good. 
I thought this was so awesome. When you are trying to control something, you are all wound up. You are hype to the max. You know, you have it all and you're like, shoo, you know, through the roof because you are passionate, you know, and passionate in the wrong way. And so use that energy for good, like raking leaves for your neighbor or cleaning up their yard or mowing the lawn or taking making a run or make a cake for a hurting neighbor that's just lost their mother. Whatever, whatever it is. But take your crazy control energy and use it for something generous and good and thoughtful and caring and just turn it around for the for the Lord. You know, what the enemy meant for evil, you turn it around. The Lord turns it around in your heart for good. Practice gratitude. As you create a more balanced relationship with your urges for control, you'll find yourself feeling freer and more empowered. You can foster your progress um, by mindfully practicing gratitude for what you have control over, your thoughts, feelings, and actions. I thought this was really cool, practicing gratitude. When you start, get out a piece of paper, your phone, and start um, writing things down that you're grateful for and that you're thankful for to the Lord. And this kind of turns your mindset not on what is not happening, but what is happening. And it's transforming your heart to a heart of worship instead of a heart of complaining. And, And you just letting go in this way of just thanking the Lord for what is happening is so good because now you're focused on a good God who is loving you in a lot of ways and 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 you're not so focused on what you think is not love from the Lord but is probably love in a protection kind of way anyways practice gratitude Write it down. Um, number 11. Ooh, three times the charm. Hopefully that's enough. Journal. I kind of mentioned it earlier, but get a new journal if you don't have one. But if you have a journal, get it out. Write down all the things we talked about above and just start jotting down notes. Write down your thoughts and your feelings and your actions, why you want to control. And then give it to the Lord and be like, but if I don't control... We can trust you in that, and it will be so much better to know that you orchestrated the plan, no matter what it is, that you made the right thing to happen. You gave me the gift of letting go. You'll feel freer. And you kind of just get out. Instead of having to talk to a million people about it, you just journal it, and it kind of just lifts it off of your shoulders, and you give it to the Lord. And and tell him how much you love him. You know? You can also, number 12, talk with a trusted friend. Underline trusted, you know, highlighted trusted friend. Don't just go telling anybody off the street all these things. You know, your anxieties and worries about what you're trying to let go of. Which is probably a really deep and intimate situation. You know, not always, but oftentimes. Because you're passionate about it and you want things to go well, which is good. You know, you just got to let go. And reach out to them, to your friend, when you feel you want to intervene in whatever situation that 
you're trying to let go. But you want to call them and ask if they can pray with you. Ask if they can be with you and um, take your mind off of this. But put your mind on the Holy Spirit and trust Him and um, give thanks where it is due. And then circle back to remembering God's got the best scenario. (laughs) Scenario, scenario, potato, potato, under wraps. You don't have to worry about when it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. Just know God's got it. And if it doesn't end up happening, just know God's still got it. And he's got your back. And he really, truly loves you. And you're so loved. So that's all I got. Maybe this was a little bit shorter of a podcast. I'm sorry about that. Um, But I'm just glad I was able to chit-chat with you today. You know, in the morning, evening, afternoon, night, whenever you're listening to this. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next week. Please subscribe and comment and leave a review. Love you. Bye-bye.